I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. All right. Here we are again at Product Journey. How's it going, Ben? Good morning, man. I'm doing well. What about you? I'm doing very well. Um, Had some good coffee yesterday. Um, just a random fact that I, I had, I had good coffee. Um, but no, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Enjoying the week, getting plenty of sleep. I am sleeping better. So that's good. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've been cracking the window a little bit, so it's, it's, you know, it's starting to be spring here and I, I'm like a hot box at night (laughs) and that keeps me up sometimes, and so I've been cracking the window, and it's just, it's great. Like, it's freezing outside the covers, uh, so it's really cold, but under my down uh, comforter, um, <laughs> it's really nice and warm and cozy in there, and it's just a good combo. It's it's not too hot, but <clears throat> not too cold either, so I've been sleeping like a baby recently. <laughs> Well, I think that getting the right temp- room temperature and letting air in and all of that, it's kind of like a science, basically, <laughs> to get it like to be perfect and to get a really good rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been having this weird thing over the last year where I'll sweat in bed. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so it's a little weird. And I was a little, my wife was a little concerned at first. So she had me talk to the doctor about it. And just like, okay, why am I like, it is, it's a lot of sweat. It's like, and I don't typically sweat that much. Like even when <laughs> I work out or run or something, like I don't sweat that much, but for whatever reason, it just randomly happens and I'll just be like sleeping in a puddle of sweat. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, getting it checked and, out is probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So like basically they didn't really think there was. They're like, it could be something, but then they couldn't really prove anything. And then you, I'd have to do all this extra testing. It was like, eh, that probably doesn't make sense. And I think I figured out, like, it. I think it literally is just the temperature of the room. Hmm. And it's not even that hot. Like, you know, it's 73 degrees or something like that. But basically, I just, I found that I just have to have it colder. Um, so. Makes sense. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> because we're at it, uh, for me, it's... <laughs> For me, it's pretty different. I think like uh, my fiance, she's like a heater, <laughs> and it's yeah. We, we're sleeping under the same sheet basically, and that can get very hot. And so, so sometimes we just need to lay at the very different end of the bed to account for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's where like the uh, California king, like the huge beds. <laughs> come in handy oh yeah we, we got a really huge one as well it's like i don't even know i think it's one 180 meters in each direction <laughs> so yeah there's plenty wow. of room <laughs> yeah sweet so um yeah let's jump into how the businesses are going what we're what we're thinking about this this last week with so you with playgroup how's it going um yeah, I was hoping we would talk about that a week later, <laughs> because there's not too much progress, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure did I did I mention that I did finish the messaging feature, which is pretty good. Um, however, I did like the DM feature. Yeah, right. So because 
everybody that I had in the beta and that I talked to was like, hey, you should probably add DMs to the to the whole thing so that mm -hmm. I can message inside the application and don't have to resort to Slack or whatever. So I did yeah, that, yeah. decoupled it so it's different than threads and can be synchronous if I ever need to do that in the future. Um, yeah. But I did a bad job at reaching out. I did, however, prepare two, um, two demo teams. So I was, as, as I said, I would probably go and um, just look at teams that I considered you know, potential customers and then just prepare a little play group for them, like, you know, with blog posts yeah. that they, that they're currently talking about and whatever. Um, so I did that for two teams. Mm -hmm. I did, however, not reach out yet. Kind of planning on doing that tomorrow. Mm. Um, but it was, it was still pretty, pretty good that I did that, I think, because it showed me, um, a couple of flaws in the content thing. Like when you when you uploaded an image that it would not render 100% correct in the in the thread, so I had the mm. it basically just just made me realize a couple of small bugs that I could fix because the first time ever I had real content inside the application, um, so that was good, um, and yeah, I'm just planning to what I did, and that's that's probably kind of neat um, because I had the demo thing on the front page where I would basically um, show a locked in user, I can do the same thing for every other team. So I can literally just send them a link and they will be locked in as themselves. Um, so they don't even have to like mm. sign up or like in or whatever. They just they just see that magic link that I generate and it's like, it's a cryptic link. I just send it to them and they just see the play group being locked in and can literally jump right in. So I think that's pretty neat. That's really slick. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm kind of curious and excited to see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, I really like that that magical link that you know you're taking out as much friction as possible. Yeah, right. That's so yeah, that's the idea. Makes it really easy for people to just click and try it out. Yeah, it's kind of like a personalized like demo, and they don't have to do anything except just click the link, and they're they're in. <laughs> and I can do that for every person mm -hmm. on the team. Actually, that's kind of fun. <laughs> so I was <laughs> I was going through the different people and impersonating them, which is also kind of neat if you if you look at it like if this becomes a thing, and I ever need to look at what they see, I can basically go and really impersonate them and see everything they see. That's kind of funny, actually. I, I never intended it to be that way, but yeah, it kind of turned out that way. Um, yeah. So yeah, besides that, um, J Justin Jackson reached out <laughs> to me and, uh, <laughs> you know, he had the idea that you could also use Playgroup as a replacement for forums like Discourse. Mm, and that got me thinking quite a lot. So at first I was like, yeah, but how would you pull that off like, how did, how is that profitable? Because um, if you compare it to Discourse, it's pretty hard to um, to get the pricing right. I think uh, Discourse is basically open source software, but they do have plans that start at one hundred bucks a month, and they have enterprise plans, <laughs> which you probably mm -hmm. have to call them for to get a quote. Um, and he was like, he's, he's he basically runs the forum for Mega Maker, and he's got. He, I think he's paying like less than fifty bucks right now. Um, but it has like 500 users. So my first thought was that's pretty hard to to get the pricing right there because for Playgroup, I was planning with eight bucks per user. Um, and it was, I was kind of stuck in this thinking that I, sh that I should probably go with a certain amount of money per user as well when, when like trying to 
build a forum out of playgroup um mm -hmm. and that might have been a mistake uh so probably tiered pricing or i don't know <laughs> i still haven't figured it out um but the um the train of thought basically continued and um at first i was like i should probably not do that do that because i'm literally just starting to reach out to people uh, with playgroup looking at remote work um didn't want to drop mm. that uh, as quickly mm. so yeah i was i was in the i was i kind of already made up my mind that i would not uh, turn it into a forums thing even though when i first set out to build it i was like yeah you could totally use that for teaching or as a forum um, but then kind of dropped that in the process and focus on remote teams. Mm, so, so this this whole thought of uh, using it as a forum kind of haunted me for a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I kind of yeah. came back to it and um, I'm pretty sure that I want to try it at least. And right now I'm basically thinking I should probably do a second product out of it, like drop some functionality, maybe implement some other functionality, like keep playgroup for remote teams and then have something like mm -hmm. playgroup community or whatever and just build both products at the same time and see which which one sticks or which one gets more traction because um the day that justin reached out to me actually took my naive five-year-old approach as i always do and <laughs> um ask around on twitter if i know anybody who runs a community and if they could answer me like three questions um, and I quickly got into like five conversations with people who actually run forums and they they all kind of said that they were looking for alternatives, but they were not very satisfied with what's out there and discourse is a little too outdated. And um, some of them mm -hmm. even said that they were would be willing to pay a bunch of money for it, <laughs> which is always good to know. Um, yeah, definitely. So I do have the feeling that there is a need for it. Um, probably it's a lot more validation than I have right now. But I do see that there is a certain need for it. And um, I do also feel that it, it is not too hard for me to, like let's say in a month or so, um, strip out some stuff from Playgroup, turn it into a slightly different product and um, yeah, just try it. Just test and see yeah. if people, <laughs> people like it. Yeah, it seems like... Um yeah that maybe it would make sense to like fork off of playgroup and kind of just go a, se a separate path at this point and and just so that you're not you know creating too much i guess legacy or whatever if yeah, you're jumping right. in between both of them <clears throat> um but yeah that i it sounds sounds good to me i i think it's interesting to think about the two different markets you're looking at because so remote teams is obviously a huge market. There's a lot of money going there. Um, but at the same time, it's also a very competitive market. There's also a lot of solutions. There's some huge companies in the space, you know, Slack, obviously, um, where this community thing, I think, is a smaller market. I mean, I would guess there's not as many communities on out there. <clears throat> but like what maybe you're finding, which is interesting, is that maybe it's a little underserved, like there are some solutions, but maybe they're just not the best or the greatest. And I don't know, that sounds really good. Like in, in some ways that sounds like that could be perfect for a bootstrapped company where it's like, you know, it's a smaller market, but it's, you know, it's a small enough niche where you can, you can make something out of it, hopefully, 
but you're not then having to compete against these giants and have to differentiate in some interesting way. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know that. I think that sounds like that could be really a good thing. Um, yeah, I think one one important point that Justin mentioned is the cost of switching for remote teams, which is probably way higher and the stakes are higher in right. that area as compared to forum software. Um, so that's yeah. that's definitely a good point. And um, I don't know, I see a definitely. lot of a lot of potential for the communities thing, like even people who want to sell courses or something like that, you could integrate with even with payment providers at some point and have like paid memberships. Mm, yeah. And also with, with Playgroup, I already have this feature where you basically every every Playgroup is private by default, but you can choose to have public threads. And that's already like, I already have that. And uh, mom, mm. I don't know, I've never seen any forum software that allows you to to go and pick like this thread should be should be yeah. public and you get a public link for it that's pretty yeah i mean it's such a good way to promote your community be like yeah. hey look at this cool little thread we had you should join this community you can be a part of this yeah right and um, i can actually because i thought about it for a week now and i can actually see that there are probably more communities than you might think at first because if you think about gaming and stuff like that those those areas or those topics i think they have pretty huge communities um which you usually don't really you don't have any touch points with those <laughs> like i don't but mm -hmm. i'm pretty certain that they that they do have a lot of communities and um it would be kind of interesting to see what they do right now like if they roll their own <laughs> weird php bb forum or whatever <laughs> um and if they actually pay money for it so uh yeah <laughs> yeah i think the un other interesting thing is i think you'll have an easier time with sales like almost similar to like the switching costs for businesses and remote teams kind of similar is usually communities i would guess are run by you know one or a group of a couple people yeah and it's a pretty flat hierarchy yeah, where yeah. pretty much you just can reach out to them and it's like they're the decision maker they can make this happen they can switch and you know, maybe they want some buy-in from their community possibly, but you know, with the team, it's like, it's, it's always, I think on the sales side, so hard to get the tension of the, the decision maker and the person who's at the top mm, and they're usually yeah. really busy people. And I don't know, I think, I think you could have an easier time just, especially since, you know, we're developers, <laughs> we're not, <laughs> you know, we're not salespeople. Um, just being able to reach out um, to those people and actually get some responses. Yeah, um, that's such a good point. I don't know. I think you could have an easier time with that. <clears throat> the other thing I've heard, I forget where I heard this, probably some other businessy <clears throat> podcasts was talking about how they kind of were predicting 2019, which I guess was last year, to be kind of a year of like small communities on the internet kind of like how we had these big communities, you know, Facebook, I mean, we already had Twitter and all that, um, where, you know, just people are all in one place. Um, and just how like they kind of see on the internet, more niche communities kind of blowing up and just a ton of them coming out. And I think we did, we have kind of seen that, like <clears throat> obviously Facebook groups has been a huge part of that for the last couple of years. Yeah. And then like, there's just so many Slack groups and channels I've seen that are for built for communities. And so I, I, I'm, I mean, I would guess that it's going to continue to grow, that there's going to be little niches and communities. I mean, even on indie hackers, I've seen lots of like, that's kind of the businesses. A lot of people are, are thinking about 
building is like little communities of different niche kind of people yeah yeah um and so if yeah if playgroup could be the answer for that and just like maybe it is a growing market you know yeah now that you say it i've actually seen that as well like i saw this one tweet where somebody said that and actually had some apps listed that will probably do this very well like more of a real-time messaging in small communities but yeah i, I saw that as well um one thing that is this kind of kind of funny is that it, it feels like building a second product but it's really not and i probably would have a second marketing page for it you know it's like inherently the same thing but it's not that feels kind of weird like you you're basically trying well, it's all a positioning thing right yeah right just basically taking the same thing like cutting out a little bit and then adding stuff like it probably needs some kind of importing tool so that you can if you have an existing forum just like throw it a mm -hmm. csv file with all the users and it will basically bulk import them and maybe send them an email um so, yeah. so i would need to add a little bit of of that probably um and then just radically reposition the whole thing maybe look look a little different um yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of weird though it feels weird yeah um, I'm wondering, is there, I know you've done a little bit of outreach, but is there like more people that you can get in front of and like talk to about this? Because I feel like that will only help and like help direct you in the right direction of, you know, what problems they have with their current solutions, what they're looking for. Um, I don't know, like I, I guess this is kind of jumping into what I've been trying to think about and i think that i need a lot more of that like i need a lot more customer discovery kind of stuff because mm -hmm. i feel otherwise like i'm kind of shooting in the dark and i think that's kind of what i've been feeling <laughs> the last week or two um which is you know it feels good at the beginning i guess because you're like okay i have a plan yeah yeah and i'm gonna go out and do this thing but at the end of it if you shot <laughs> incorrectly or you know it basically gets harder you don't have someone to to then sell it to right away it yeah it doesn't feel as good it feels like you're kind of blind yeah or that's kind of how i've been feeling a little bit yeah that's true so um, i don't know i think that could only be a good thing yeah definitely so i think i, I probably have like one and a half people who are willing to pay money for it <laughs> if if i do this mm-hmm um which is good like it's, it's kind of like hey if if you turn this into the community i might throw money at you <laughs> which is kind of hard to ignore mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um at the same time i feel all i also feel that i should reach out to more people who run communities or want to run a community um and one yeah. thing that I, that i i don't know if this applies to your situation but it does certainly to other products as well i think is that if you look at competitors and there's there certainly are some like discourse and you look at their roadmap and their change log and what people are requesting because that is all public for them right um right. that gives you a very good idea of what people what people really want to see in a product and maybe maybe it's hard for for something like discourse to implement but i could maybe pull it off right away within the next month and then i just have this this one feature that they don't already in the v1 so that's definitely something that i will mm -hmm. will do like look at all the competition and see what they um what they have on their roadmap what people are voting for it's kind of like yeah. uh, i don't know it's like passive passive research in some way but because i'm not really talking mm -hmm. to the people um but i definitely think there's there's certain value in that 
Yeah. I think in some ways it almost is a easier sales technique too. Like it's, it's a, it's a warmer, you know, to just like talk to someone and be like, Hey, I'd like to get your ideas on this problem, your feedback on this problem. Um, instead of like, Hey, you should buy this thing. Cause then once you talk to them and you're like, okay, thanks for your feedback. I'm probably going to go build this now. Yeah. Um, they kind of feel like they're a part of that a little bit. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like there's more, there's just more, I think opportunity that, or chance, I guess that they'd want to join you and be like, Oh, that's really cool that you are incorporating what I think and yeah. building kind of what I need. Yeah. 100% um, agree. I did that. I did that just today. <laughs> Whereas like, uh, uh, asking for pricing what they thought about pricing and and stuff like that and um i i can end up saying that i would love to continue having their input and um, i can probably pull off a beta in a month and if they wouldn't would want to join that beta and they were like yeah hell yeah i want in on that um mm -hmm. so yeah that's probably a, yeah 100 agree just like keeping the people involved and actually it's it's pretty useful for me as well to be honest <laughs> um because if yeah, they already right. run communities and they have opinions they can only benefit me yeah so yeah sweet well that's exciting yeah that could be a good a good path like so do you feel like you're hitting some walls with the remote teams then i don't know um you know i i still want to wait for me to reach out to at least like five teams and see what the people have to say about it. Um, and if, I don't know, five is not even a lot, but if all of five of them say like, hey, you would need an iPhone app for this, like for us to adopt this, um, th that's a pretty strong signal already, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I, mm. I don't know. I don't feel like I've hit a wall yet, but that's probably because I haven't, started the car <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah um i mean i i don't know just from thinking about it, like i feel like yeah there isn't necessarily a wall there but i feel like it's a pretty tall wall to climb like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do quite a bit of work probably and pushing to like get over that wall yeah. um that's for what I with feel. just with that market and with remote teams because the, the the bar is so high and like the expectation of you know people not wanting to be the first customer <laughs> and just wanting to know that there's other people using this like i think that's a pretty hard thing to get over <clears throat> with remote teams because you know it's businesses they i mean they kind of very much so depend on this software um where maybe communities is an easier entry point. Yeah, it's it's also I guess, I guess easier from the engineering point of view um, be because I already said that, I think, to you offline. It doesn't need like to work offline and all that. Um, mm -hmm. one, one thing mm -hmm. that I am concerned with is that, like Justin himself said, that you should be looking for on trace. <laughs> um, and I feel that's the, that's the stronger point for remote teams um, because for them, this is business critical software and they need to be able to, or they need a very good workflow and very good tools to communicate because it's essential to the business. Whereas forums, um, you know, I, I don't know, like you, <laughs> some people make money off of forums, but it's probably not that much. Um, right. And then there's, I'm sure lots of forums or communities out there where they're just, you know, a complete open yeah. free kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Mm, yeah. That could be interesting yeah <laughs> yeah so that's definitely so, i mean some... i guess like that's where talking to some more people 
could maybe come in handy just to get an understanding of like how many people out there that actually are making money off their community and would be able to pay for something like this compared to all the kind of free open communities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there might definitely. even be some statistics out there you could find. Yeah, that's true. Also, if you look at competitors, like there's this one forum called Tribe. And they sell they sell forums to huge businesses actually like Decathlon and what have you and um, that's kind of interesting I never knew that those companies would be interested in running a forum but apparently they are <laughs> um, I didn't expect mm. that like huge companies and they um, also some of them who need documentation then um, add some kind of forum to their to their site and uh, basically answer questions on there and they they are all oh, paying yeah. for kind it. of like a support kind of thing yeah right. And they're actually all paying for it. So uh, I probably need hmm. to dig a little deeper there. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's like you it's like you have this tool and there's multiple like kind of different directions. It's kind of like the positioning thing again. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's almost like you need to find which part of the market can use your tool best. You know, is it teams? Is it these support communities? Is it just open communities? Um, where they all kind of need a, a messaging kind of platform like this that you're building. And it's just like, okay, which one has the most opportunity makes the most sense for you to kind of, uh, point at and, and choose that niche, that niche to position towards and market towards. Yeah. 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 So I'll, I'll probably go down that road and, uh, I'll report back in a week. <laughs> let's see, let's see what I find <laughs> out. And, uh, if I can start yeah. building something or like not nice. build something, but kind of like change play group in a way. Um, right. So, so what has, what has changed for you last week? <laughs> oh man, you know, me, the up and the ups and downs. Um, <laughs> I've been all over strategy wise, like thinking what I should do. Um, so I haven't really built anything too much extra um, to my little MVP that I have for user engine. Um, I do have like two people that are implementing the widget just to like try it out and I'm just letting them kind of use it for free just to kind of get some feedback. Um, but yeah, a lot has happened in the last week or so just like doing a ton of research trying to figure out what makes sense for me to do next mm -hmm. what where to go and then also like i've been reaching out to a lot of people trying to get feedback i probably reached out to another uh 15 ish or so oh, people sweet. trying to get them to um basically give some feedback on what i'm doing around getting user feedback and going towards product market fit uh, making a tool for that and um yeah like it's just it's been hard to get the get get the feedback i want and get to the conversations i want to talk to people and then again like figure out where the problems are there um and and it's confusing because i really do think it depends on who i'm talking to mm, um yeah. and there's you know it just really depends on what stage of their business they are at if something like this even makes sense. Um, so yeah, basically, um, let's see. So going back a little bit, um, I think last episode I talked about basically trying to do this consultant thing, right? Where I have this little widget, I'm going to make a report oh, yeah, yeah. for you kind of thing. And so I reached out to some people with that idea and never, I haven't found someone 
um, that would want to do that. I think I, I had, I'd put it out there for, it'd be a thousand dollar one-time thing or, or some people I, I tried a $500 thing, <laughs> almost did a little AB testing there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't gotten a, a, someone interested some, well, basically what people say, they're like, Oh, I'm interested. That's interesting. Um, but they're not actually like, Oh, this is something I need. Like I need to do ah, this yeah, thing. Okay. So they did, um, did, they did, they did tell you why they, why they wouldn't want that right now like maybe like maybe it was the price <laughs> i don't know um yes for some of them it was the price for some of them it was like i don't need that like i can figure that mm, out yeah, on my yeah. own i'm a product manager kind of thing <laughs> okay um <clears throat> for others you know actually like with justin jackson um i was trying to just get some feedback from him so i guess <laughs> justin jackson <laughs> has uh wrecked us both in the last <laughs> week or so <laughs> we know you're listening yeah um, thanks just <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you that we appreciate the feedback um but yeah for you know some other people similar to kind of justin's feedback is you know like i'm already on a good path like why would i want to change something like don't 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 change what's working don't <laughs> uh so yeah so i've gotten some of that from some people and so yeah basically and then i got some really good feedback from so i went to this community startup group here in seattle which was really cool to go to there's lots of other startups um founders from like amazon and microsoft and these big companies mm. that are starting their own startups yeah. kind of on the side and so i got some really good advice from uh, one of the guys there who said like the consulting thing is like a good idea like he think he thought like that's a good way to start it but consulting is like really hard like you really need like an amazing resume like a really good resume that shows you're perfect for this job and you need it's really a referral based oh, kind yeah, of thing okay. which i don't have like any of that like and my resume doesn't show that i'm like an expert at finding product market fit so he was just saying like probably not going to work out like mm. as of now like it's really based around your network and things like that and so that was really good feedback and just kind of told me like okay i probably like i like maybe i can try this again later but now is probably not the right time or or maybe either it's like basically two options like i could try to start building up that credibility of i am the expert yeah which I think would take a long time. Like it would really be like, I'd have to do a lot of research, yeah, yeah. have to do a lot of putting out stuff in public, blog posts, answering stuff on Quora, um, really being involved in that space and, and getting some experience, like helping some companies do this probably for free or I don't know. Um, so that's like a long path, I think. And then the other option I was thinking was basically going down market and trying to basically just start with helping basically like bootstrappers, indie hackers, um, just to be able to start learning from. And so I, I made a post on indie hackers asking if people would pay for a very simple feedback tool that's just like a one-time purchase. Um, and I could kind of make my, <clears throat> make my MVP I've done and just kind of turn it into a little bit more general where they can, you can ask any, any surveys, feedback questions, and they can just be popped up whenever, within you know your web app yeah, yeah and so i asked about that and i had some people on indie hackers that were interested in it you know it would be a pretty a small price um but yeah i had some people that are interested and then also some other people that were like well why can't i just use this and like basically there's there's 
you know, it's a kind of a crowded space. Like there's other yeah, yeah, tools sure. out there where, you know, for free, a bootstrapper can just get something running. And, you know, they're the kind of p- price plans where a bootstrapper probably won't ever have to pay for it mm-hmm. because the amount of answers they're getting just probably isn't that that much. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, eh, that probably isn't like, that probably isn't the best way to go yeah, either. <laughs> Because then, you know, I would make this tool. Maybe I'd get a couple people to buy it. But, like, is that worth it right now? <clears throat> so, really, I'm just jumping back into I I need to talk to more people. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to understand more of where the pain point is around this, the problems, and just get in front of a lot more people. <clears throat> and so, that's kind of what I'm landing on. Um, again, at one of the that that can that meetup that i went to one of the startup founders is like you need to just like talk to a lot of people and he told me i should talk to 100 do 120 customer interviews <laughs> and <laughs> i was like oh man that is a lot <laughs> that's quite and especially with uh doing this on the side like i am right now like i think that would take me multiple months to find <laughs> that many people to talk to <laughs> um so I'm not going to talk to that many people. I think I'm going to try to talk to like 20-ish people or so, um, as well as, you know, kind of just keep track of what am I learning? Am I, am I Have I found the problem? Do I understand it well enough yet that I can move on from these customer interviews? Yeah. But I think around 20 is a pretty good goal. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going back to that. It kind of feels like a little bit like going back to square one in some ways. Um, but I think it's a good place to start just because, you know, if I can understand the problem more, I'll, I'll better know how to articulate it whenever, our, you know, I sell it and um, hopefully be able to build something that's correct in that area. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I think the my target then is that I'm, I'm going to start with because that's I mean, that's kind of I think the hard part with the customer interviews, too, is like it's like, OK, who do I talk to? Because obviously, whoever you talk to is going to say different things. <laughs> um, and so I think I'm first going to kind of target early stage startups that don't have product market fit mm-hmm. um, and see if there's a way I can help them. And in some ways, like, I just know, like, that is a problem. <laughs> That's a problem that every startup has. Like, they're trying to find product market yeah. fit. And so in some ways, it's like, there's obviously a problem there. It's more of, can I actually build a solution that helps with that? Yeah, true. Like, the, the solution part is actually the harder part of that um, of that problem, I guess. Um, you know, are people actually going to think that, I can actually help solve them, solve that with the tool. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting because Raul, who kind of from Superhuman that came up kind of with this product market fit engine that I've kind of followed the framework, he just put out like a second blog post about it where it was like an interactive Coda document where it <laughs> literally like almost like you could use it to implement the the framework for your own business oh interesting and i was like wow this is really interesting like (laughs) i'm thinking about this right now and then he puts this out um and people were like pretty excited about it too like on twitter and stuff and in some ways that i think kind of more so just validates like okay maybe if there was an actual tool that did this like that could be like people would be interested in that maybe um 
because you know with a coda document it's just not i don't know like as a as a big company or or someone actually going to use that yeah um but at the same time is the question is would a startup want to use something more than that or or think that they need something more than that and so that's what i really got to find out i guess in these customer interviews um so yeah i'm i'm starting to reach out to some people um I think I've probably reached out to like 15 people um, asking if they'd be willing to do kind of a customer interview kind of thing, helping me understand these problems. Mm. Um, And I have, I think, two set up so far uh, planned. And then um, the other interesting thing I've, I've, uh, I think will be maybe a good place to find some is just almost, yeah, like in communities, startup (laughs) communities. So, um, I, I'm in a Slack group with a startup community here in Seattle. So I'm going to post on there asking if anyone would be willing yeah, to do idea. an interview. Um, I might find some other Slack groups. Um, so those might be some good places to find those early startup, um, founders. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of things I've been thinking through and it's just not a clear path really. It's a little murky. Um, so hopefully <laughs> Hopefully, I can figure that out a little bit more. So one thing, find a problem there. One thing that I'm wondering is, have you ever talked to somebody who is a second-time founder, maybe? <clears throat> yeah, so I have talked to a couple of those. And actually, some of the interviews I have set up are with second-time founders. Be- um, I'm kind of asking because when you said that Rahul had this, because he says it's a framework and... I think part of the hype or part of the reason why people are looking forward to this so much is because they, they, they are kind of looking for something that, you know, that, that works every time. Um, like if you, Mm -hmm. if you have a company or you, you sold a company and you want to build a second one, then you can just use the product, you know, this, the survey or the framework, um, to, get validation again and that's i don't know if how much of that is that they're looking for the framework or for the actual feedback part um i mean i think they are kind of looking for the framework but the feedback is like a big part of the framework i guess that kind of drives the direction of where you go with it um yeah that makes sense but yeah i mean i it would be good to talk to second time founders like do do you feel like you need something like this <laughs> like you know just asking them about that um and and i haven't and i've talked to a couple of people just like in messaging um they haven't i haven't done an actual interview but they're at least like this is interesting um but i don't necessarily think that means a, it's a good thing <laughs> like, i don't know i think anyone's gonna say that like every, <laughs> you know it's interesting yeah that doesn't mean any buy-in at all <laughs> that's interesting good luck with that <laughs> is it interesting in a bad way <laughs> you never know yeah huh. um so yeah it's just yeah kind of jumping back into it like i really want to find the problem that's like okay this is something people need and are struggling with and that they're gonna pay for um and so yeah in some ways it's been a little discouraging because it's like yeah. man how do i how do i find that um, yeah, i can see that and i thought maybe i had something and then that i was onto something but uh you know 
didn't get any takers with anything yet. And I think in, that was good, at least with my approach to like make a really simple MVP because yeah, it did yeah. allow, basically I didn't waste too much time and it did allow for me to have some more conversations and looking at that MVP um, that I think was good. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I don't feel like it's necessarily answered questions to where, okay, now I know it's more just like, okay, maybe that approach or, or the, definitely the approach with the consulting, like that isn't it, um, yet. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, um, it's been, it's been good though. That's a good first insight though. Like this, I mean, the stair-stepping approach is probably not off the table entirely, but maybe just do it differently i don't know how <laughs> but um yeah no i definitely like the stair step approach like yeah it could be selling a one-off tool not making it into a SaaS yet mm, yeah like, i think something like that could still really make sense um it's just finding what that thing is um so so yeah i, yeah. I definitely agree that it's good that you did not spend too much time on it yet i think it's still not off the table like in general the entire tool that you have so far yeah, and like I could still re, yeah. re like use that in some way. Yeah, it could right. still be my base, which I think is good. Yeah, right. So basically just doing a little more research and talking to more people right now is probably a really smart move. Um I I can't imagine that. It's very discouraging. Um it's probably like getting yeah, like demoing playgroup and getting rejections. Probably the same thing. <laughs> um Yeah, I guess and part of it I think is like do I need to understand, like, like I, I kind of want to understand what is the normal <laughs> rejection rate that you should be, <laughs> like, like ready for, but it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, don't go down that path. Because I think I can get into, like, if anyone says no or anyone rejects, then this is, then I'm frustrated and this is something I shouldn't do. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, I see what you, you know, mean. The, the best tool is not going, the best tool is going to get rejection. You know, for me, it's kind of um, like what I said for myself is, you know, I, I needed almost an hour or it took me almost an hour to set up this demo team. And my plan right now is to do this like 10 times. <laughs> and if I get 10, 10 out of 10 people saying no, well, that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But also because Playgroup is in a certain state at this point, and if they don't see any value in it, then that's, yeah, that's a very clear signal. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically the bottom line is it's 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 tough to get the the validation that we need to go to move forward yeah. <laughs> to understand like okay this is a problem and i want to pay for it it's it's hard to get to that point i think i think that might be the hardest point yeah of a you, business you know which is which is also why when people are like waving with money at me if i do this <laughs> do this whole community thing it's like so tempting to say yeah it's probably the better idea <laughs> yeah no that makes sense for sure yeah, it's like anyone that shows me the money, I'll go that direction. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, we should probably cut off this episode here. Yep. All right. Well, listeners, thanks for listening. Um, check out the show notes and uh, we'll see you in another episode. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.